This is the plaintiff, Dez. He's accused of bringing a shitty Dangerous Toys album to the podcast for review. This is Evil Ed, the defendant. He claims that Dez has no taste in music and the Dangerous Toys album has no place on this podcast. He's accused of having no taste and loving Mr. Big. Welcome to Breaking Vinyl. I'm your host, Dez, a.k.a. Johnny, 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 Tonight, I'm joined by my three co-hosts. First up, the podcaster coming through in high fidelity, Evil Ed. What up? Okay. And the podcaster playing the deep cuts. Dangerous Dave. Good morning. How are you? And last but not least, the podcaster with a degree in rock and roll, Beaconstein. Hey. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to it every week. And as always, the mission of this show is for us to introduce each other and you, the listeners, to albums and bands which you may never have heard before, while also discussing the classics, like this one. And on occasion, we will ruthlessly insult each other's musical taste. My panel has none today. So sit back and enjoy the show. Okay. So. I would like to front load this podcast by asking our listeners. So this can be a little experiment, okay? Trying to boost our ratings, if you will, boost our listenership. I want to push this podcast to the next level. It's it's doing great, but let's just do an experiment this week. Just one week is all I'm asking for payment for all the entertainment we give you for free. I want you to share this podcast, today's podcast. Share the link on your Facebook page. That's it. That's all I'm asking. So when you're done listening to the podcast, share the link on your Facebook page and just say, cool show. Check it out. Especially Des. Great. Okay. So tonight we will be discussing the debut self-titled album from Dangerous Toys produced by Max Norman, released on May 9th, 1989 by Columbia Records. The album peaked at the number 65 spot on the Billboard 200. The band's lineup was as follows. The great Jason McMasters on vocals. Scott Dalhover on the noodley guitars. Mike Watson on the aggressive bass and backing vocals. Mike Geary on drums. And Danny Aaron on guitar and backing vocals. He was credited on the album, but did not play. Okay, let's do some band facts on this one. Fact number one, Jason McMasters is one of the best hair metal singers of the late 80s, despite <laughs> what the, despite what the prosecution might try to present you today. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Fuck, dude. We're gonna, I'm going to expose you guys. I love that. how you state that as a fact. Okay. That's not a fact. That, the fact is that's not a fact. Okay. Fact number two, Danny Aaron did not perform any guitars on the album, despite being credited. 
as a guitar player on the album. Okay, that's what I got. Uh, Dave, what do you got on this uh, on this album, Dangerous Toys? All right, this is their debut album, recorded in late 1988, released in 1989, as we said. Uh, certified gold by the RIAA in 1994. Woo, they got no that idea. right. I have no idea how. Holy shit. No bullshit. Uh, in 2006, <laughs> Teasin' Pleasin' was recorded by Shadows Fall on their compilation album Fallout from the War, featuring guest vocals from Toys vocalist Jason McMaster. Wow. That's good stuff. Um, so Eddie Trunk, all these guys, they fucking love Jason McMaster's. He is uh, recognized as an amazing hair metal lead vocalist this guy has range this guy can we're gonna get into it uh ed what do you have on this fucking album i only have one more fact oh, and it's about the band not the album okay uh, apparently they contributed the song demon bell the ballad of horrence pickner to the west craven movie shocker oh cool not to go back and listen to that a good song do you enjoy it I don't know. I didn't listen to it. Oh, a professional. Okay, Fee. <laughs> Why would I listen to that song? I had to listen to this album. Oh, my God. Dude, I, I am shocked by you guys. Not only did I listen to this album for the podcast, I listened to it every day on the way to work, punching my steering wheel, making the fucking devil signs with my hands. Oh, my yeah. God, dude. You texting all week? I swear to God, you were jerking off to the album all week. I did. Fee, what do you got? I was punching my steering wheel too. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Okay. Not to bash my head through my windshield. Uh, no. Um, I, a, a couple of things that I found remarkable about the band is one, these guys got a deal from Columbia pretty quickly, like inside of a year of being together. And maybe that was the time in the late eighties, but like all of these other bands that we've reviewed have all been like years in the making, like six, eight, 10 years. And these guys, for these guys to get a deal by a, a major label in a year, like, Good on them, man. That that's fucking awesome. Uh, I think it's more the time, like, yeah. Like especially if you, and it's not a shot at the band; it's a shot at the industry. Because if you watch all the documentaries about, you know, like Decline of Western Civilization Part Two, and mm -hmm. there's a million others that are all about the LA scene in the late '80s, they all they all say how the record companies started to just sign everybody at the end because yeah, they, were look, they were just throwing shit at the wall, hoping something stuck. So I've seen this band I, several times live. Um, Narcissus, uh, some, you know, smaller shows, some bigger shows. They're really good live. Jason McMaster is one of these. Yeah. Jason McMaster is one of these guys. He's really hot live. He can pull this off. Like he legit has a really good screamer voice like Rob Halford back in the day. Like he can fucking go to levels that most singers I, I, can just dream of. I mean, I, let's disagree. No, you good, good news for you guys then, because they're playing in New Bedford next Saturday night. So. Yes, and a friend of mine is going to see them, and he uh, <laughs> yeah. he speaks with Jason often, and he has said that he may uh, put it in his ear about the show, but I'm not nice. sure that's going to be a good idea. Probably not. We'll, we'll see. Um. Fuck, I'll guys. fully admit, you know what, like like listening to this album, you know, and this might be something for the end. He you can hear his range. The problem is I think him singing in the high range, which is the major 90 something percent of this album, was wrong because 
it is so screechy and just it's like a poor man's Axl Rose. Oh no, no, no. All right. Yes. No. Got Here's yeah. why it's not, okay? Because Jason McMasters has complete control over his voice. He's not screaming. He's singing. And I put that in my thing. He's not screaming at you. He's singing. His his vocals have a rounded, smooth feeling to them and not a <laughs> jagged, harsh oh feeling. And he harmonizes so well with himself. This is not a screamer. It's a singer. I listen, the harmonies are great. I but he is his oh. Literally, all you're going to hear from me is screechy, screechy, another no, screechy vocal, no, another no, screechy vocal. No, oh. Jeff, Jeff Keith is screechy. Okay. So, all right. So He's let's, nasally. Let me, guys, give you a fun little, just, just a quick little story. I know I know the listeners probably hate my stories now, but this is funny. So I went to go buy a car Thursday with my wife, right? I ended up buying this very rare Mini Cooper. It's a Chop Top R58. They only made them for a couple of years. Check it out if you want to, whatever. It's one in Massachusetts. So we go to the dealership and we go inside. We sit down. I test drive the car. I love it. We sit at the counter with the salesman and he's like, all right, so this is the price. He turns the computer around the showman. I go, oh no, that's not the price it was yesterday. You, you tacked a thousand bucks onto that. And he's looking at me like, what are you fucking saying? I'm like, I'm saying this is ingenuous. Fucking drove an hour and a half and it put a fucking thousand dollars on the price. I go, I have a picture of this on my phone. I took pictures of all the cars I was looking at so I could scroll through them and fucking find them quickly instead of having to go back on the internet. He goes, find the picture. I go, I will find the picture. And, you know, someone's like, oh, right. So <laughs> the guy is out now completely offended and i'm like i've looked at that a hundred times there's no doubt i bet my house on it so he goes i'm gonna go talk to the sales manager i'll be right back so he gets up and i find the picture i took of it on my phone same price right (laughs) (laughs) so so duane goes you're a fucking idiot. She goes, I'm going out to the car. <laughs> she fucking left me there. <laughs> yeah. And the guy comes back. I basically, I'm like, ah, you know, I may have, let's not worry about it. Let's just do it for the price. You guys got insurance signs. So whatever. Funny story. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, shit. Photoshop. Yeah. Oh, shit moment. Oh, shit moment. Um, all right. Let's do a couple opening thoughts on this album and then we'll break it down. So I love this album back in the day. I was blown away by Jason McMaster's ability to push the limits of his voice without breaking or screeching or getting pitchy. Ah. It was it was just a high-energy album, and it resonated with me. I thought it was cool. I thought these guys were fucking just dirty rockers, and I liked it. So, Dave, what are your memories of this album? Have you heard it back to front before preparing for the podcast? I heard the hits back when this came out. Uh, no special memories attached to this one. I have the CD. Spun it once or twice in its entirety before listening for the podcast. Okay. And Ed, what do you got on it? Uh, I've never listened to this album before, front to back. Uh, I'm a big fan of the drummer and bass player. Mm. I think they are real standouts on this album. Uh, I do remember, like, I, I knew the hits. I remember hearing them. And I do remember going, I wish I didn't like the song scared as much as I do because I really love that song. It's a great song. Uh, yeah, I agree on the bass and the drums, especially the bass. He's got such a cool sound oh, too. Yeah. Like this really unusual Good sound, sound. Really just moving in every every song. And playing some really unorthodox bass lines too where you're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so, Fee, what do you got on this one? Yeah, I, 
I'm kind of with Dave on this one. I, you know, I've I had the cassette, and you know, I burned out the first two tracks on this thing. You know, back in the back in the day, so I was kind of excited, but I was a little worried that it wouldn't hold up, um, and th- that there was probably a reason that I really only remembered like two or three songs from the album, even okay. though I owned it. So I had a guitar player in one of my previous bands that had this fucking this uh fucking clown thing tattooed on his arm with the box and everything. It was the worst tattoo because it looked like a cover-up because this is giant square box. It was so bad. It was so nice. bad. Yeah, it was no good. Okay, uh, so track one, teasing pleasing. So I fucking love this song, man. Come on. I love this circular <laughs> guitar lick that brings it in that banana. It just keeps going. It's fucking it's an earworm, like Fee would say. You hear it once, you've heard it a million times. Um, Jace McMasters, he sets the bar for the rest of the album here. It's a powerful vocal. It's loaded with harmonies, cool lyrics, and his register of his voice, it gets on top of the music track effortlessly. Like There's so many singers that try to achieve this tone of register and you can tell it's just, it's studio magic. And you can hear here that this guy is literally hitting these notes. No problem. Um, I love the solo. <laughs> Despite it being a little sloppy at the end with all the whammy bar, we're going to get into this, okay? I know I'm going to get roasted for this. I should hate this guitar player. Hate him. But for unknown reasons, I don't. Uh, great chorus, great background amazing breakdown we get the the guy is doing all the steven tyler shit that i love um and then the time change and then it you know it kicks back in i love it uh ed stop that dave what do you got (laughs) all right big dumb riff uh singing starts with a steven tyler kiki gow yeah and then he he sounds like an axl rose clone um Chorus is okay. A uh, big no to the spoken word parts. Uh, I did not like the guitar solo. I thought it was hack bullshit. Oh. Um, no vocal scatting, please. Thank you. Uh, I did not like the breakdown part. Oh. And the ending was awful. Tease him, please, and tease him, please, and shut the fuck up. No, dude, you know what's <laughs> funny about you said that? I what? loved, because so they did it like, one extra time. So I thought it was going to end and they did it one more time. Like so effective. It's so, I love that. What's wrong with you people? What's wrong with you people? The thought of going to the unemployment office and standing in line with those scumbags. Okay. Oh. <laughs> How many times have you run in that line, Des? <laughs> I've actually been employed at the same place for uh, over 10 years now. But before that, several times. Um, Ed, tease and please uh dave i want to thank you i want to bow to you mm. with uh your breakdown of this song because i agree opening guitar riff is very generic and the vocals kick in and i cannot stand the tone of jason's voice on this song it is just uh it's not my thing i don't like he's singing way too high for this song i find the lyrics to be very weak and cheesy as hell I'm not a fan of talking during any song, and this is just god-awful talking. <clears throat> the music change in the solo is okay, but then the song, and not the solo, the music behind the solo. However, 
then the entire song goes horribly off the rails for me. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. The scat singing and blues song-ish that is like in the song, that I'm like, where the fuck is this coming from? It just, it's bad. I do appreciate the bass harmonic though. That was pretty cool. The whole break and then doo-doo-doo. I was like, oh, okay, you never hear that in a song. So that was kind of cool. The vocal harmony at the end is kind of cool chord. Like I like the 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 choices of notes that he's singing. Uh, but the drums and bass are the saving grace of this song. It is just not. Oh, I remember hearing it the first time and just going, oh, this is where it's gone. This is when I just started checking out in all these bands at the end. This, no, I'll let me give one <laughs> redeeming point to you. <laughs> Fee's statement earlier on saying that they were signed really quickly. You can tell. I think maybe if these guys had time to mature a little bit musically and with producers, there would have been a better result. But, oh, this is just wow. This album destroys that last Tesla album. Fee, what do you got? No, oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. God. I, I was with you for right up until that comment. No. <laughs> um <laughs> Ed, you actually said two things that I kind of say throughout this, uh, cheesy and immature, you know, um, but I don't care. I fucking love this song. I think it's a great song. Thank you, Pete. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Except for the spoken word part, that shit's got to go. But everything else about it is super catchy. I, I like this song a lot. Uh, you can thank me for now, Des, but it's not going to be okay. a good rest of the day for you. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, playlist for me, I, this is probably the yeah, the best song on the album for me, but oh, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so how funny was the uh, Photoshop Jason McMaster's and Paul Stanley and Tears Are Falling? <laughs> 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 oh, I took a shot at Fee last night via text. Uh, inside joke. Okay, uh, track two, Scared. Again, I fucking love this song. I love the video. I love the decision to come in immediately with the vocals. So good because they're such good vocals. Didn't need an intro. Uh, I love the vocals and the lyrics on this track. Fucking great songwriting, great vocal execution. We get some really nice little picking riffs behind the vocals and the verses. And this guitar player does this a lot on this album. Um, they're kind of tucked back a little bit, but they keep it from just sounding like a chugging metal band. And I like that. It keeps it sounding very flowy and, and interesting. And it's pulling my ear to the song. Um, I really love the verses. We get a cool melodic guitar solo. Uh, the bass is awesome in this track. And it's just a well-written song. And it delivers another infectious hook. That's two for two. Dave, what do you got? Well, this is the only song I thought was a decent song on the album. Uh, they should have written 10 more of these. Uh, great chorus, especially. Impressive, shred-tastic guitar solo. And we're, we're only going downhill from here. Oh, no. Downhill? Have you oh, seen yeah. the next song? Okay. Uh, Ed, what do you got on Scared? I know you love this song. I do. I really love this song. And, and this is one of those songs, the first time I heard it, I went, wow, it's a cool tune. I don't want to like it, but I do. Uh, <laughs> I found uh, so an interesting fact that I found out this is actually they wrote it as a tribute to Alice Cooper. Of course. 
which I think is, oh, that's pretty cool. I see that. Uh, I like how the song just starts. I like the whole slap in your face type. Just boom, here it is. Yep. Uh, a big, big shout out to Mike Watson and Mark Geary. The drums and bass in this song just lock it down. They are the reason this this has a great groove. Uh, I love, and I mean, I love the simple harmonies in this song. I think it fits the song perfectly. The chorus is super hooky. Just it's it it. I loved it. The yeah. breakdown works really well. I think, uh, and and the transitions are smooth. Uh, which, unlike the rest of this album, I thought it would. They would just they didn't flow at all the transitions. But this song so well the transitions. Uh, this is the whisper in this song is one of the few times I think talking the talking works. Uh, and as we're going to hear over and over on this album, every fucking song has a goddamn drama fucking spoken word section. It's, <laughs> oh, kill me now. I Guitar solo is great. Uh, the acapella part's good. I could live without Jason's scream at the end of the song, but overall it's not too bad. Yeah, I enjoyed that at the end of the song. I'm glad they just didn't keep going with, you know, I wish that scared. I wish I'm glad they didn't just go with the band gang vocaling the chorus out. I enjoyed Jason McMaster's showing off his range at the end of the song and keeping it loose. Pete, what do you got? I'm with you guys on this one. This is another a good, you know, good song. I, you know, I had the note about Alice Cooper as well, Ed. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, very catchy. Uh, just just enjoyable and i think that the way they start the song is it's it's intentional because when you get scared it's like boom you know right fucking right in your face like that and this song this song achieves that like mission accomplished well done playlist oh look at you picking up on the little things that's a great great uh, comment there i didn't think of that until you said it and now i can't i'm like oh my god that makes total sense yeah yeah, I mean the song is the nightmare. You know, like you said, it's 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 based around Alice Cooper. It's written about Alice Cooper. It's, it's fucking cool. Yeah. All right, track three. I can't believe you fucking magoos can't see this. this is a great song. <laughs> so this is Bones in the Gutter. I fu- fuck is wrong with you? I fucking love this song. Great intro. The bass and drums are so gritty. And we get this scary, aggressive guitar riff. This is one of my favorite riffs on the album. It's so good. What is wrong with you? The fuck is wrong with you guys? How can you not see how great this guitar lick is in the beginning? Uh, It sets the mood for the song. I love this lick. It's an important guitar lick. I, and it and it's really shows off this guy's signature because for a new guitar player who is doing his first album, he really has a signature sound and a signature style. I would know this guy's guitar playing anywhere. If you put him on any other band, I would hear three, four notes. I'd be like, oh, I know who that is. I know this guy. Um, love all the riffs he plays on the song. And again, you know, Jason McMasters brings a dirty, aggressive lyric and an explosive vocal. It's good. This song kicks ass. Broken, bo- oh, this bridge, it's so good. Come on. What's wrong with you? Dave. Nope. Dave. Uh, the, that guitar lick is okay, um, but what what's up with every D-list band in the late 80s wanting to be funky? You know, was, was Extreme that big an influence on everybody? <laughs> you know, I didn't just, hear funk. Yeah, no. I, uh, chorus was okay. Uh, the rest of the song I did not like. 
Um, the album is mostly mixed okay, but I hate the bass guitar tone. Uh, that that trebly ding 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 kind of kind of tone is is not what I like to hear out of the bass. And uh, oh, good a breakdown after the guitar solo. Nope. Hmm. Uh, Dave, it's weird, isn't it? Funny how this bass had moments when it sounded amazing, and then moments when it sounded a little farty. I, I did. Yeah, I, I didn't like his tone anywhere. I mean, he played some good stuff, but... Yeah, I noticed there was a couple of tunes where I went, oh, what happened to the bass sound a little bit? Um, shit. I don't know, man. This fucking bridge, this makeup to her chin, he's hitting some fucking amazing notes. Oh, and it sets up this chorus so well. Ed, what do you got? I know you love this song deep down. Uh, <laughs> you, you have definitely got a very small type that you enjoy, Des. No. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we'll see because I have next pick and oh, I we'll can't see wait. Your reaction to that. I can't wait. Uh, but this song, uh, I agree with you, Dave, with the bass tone, but I don't know. Sometimes I don't mind a mid heavy bass if, if it, if it needs to cut through. And I feel like with this band, the bass definitely needed to cut through. <laughs> I thought a lot of times the, the guitars were kind of muddy. Uh, but the kick, I do like to kick. The kick had a real nice deep tone, uh, I thought, throughout the album. But specific to this song, Bones in the Gutter. When the music riff starts, I instantly get a Rage Against Machine vibe. But that's where it ends. Like, it's just the way the guitar and then uh, the bass and drums are playing. And then the guitar, just that little, the riff, I, I was like, oh, almost sounds like Rage Against the Machine kind of said, you know, this is kind of cool. Let's expand on it. Uh, the music, though, music, it kind of feels like a grunge song. The groove is, again, saved by the bass and drums. Um, I did notice when you listen to headphones, uh, there's a small section where all of a sudden it sounds like the guitar is playing in an arpeggio. I don't know if you noticed, either of you guys noticed that uh, on top of something. It's like a great little overdub. And I was like, oh, you know what? That kind of adds a nice, nice voicing to the music. Uh, but the lyrics in Jason's voice are not my thing. God, do I dislike them. I feel his style is confusing and his tone is screechy when he sings in his higher register. Unfortunately for me, that is how he sings most of this album. Uh, I just don't feel this song at all. I feel like they try too hard and have way too many musical changes. They just they couldn't stick with the groove and just let it flow. It was like, oh, nope. Here's four bars of this, four bars of this, four bars of this, four bars of this. We can't repeat. We can't repeat. It's like, come on, just let it let it go. Have it, have fun with it. Uh, and then another bad vocal breakdown. The song is everything I didn't like at the end of the 80s rock music scene. And then another ending with the guitar solo and scat singing. Fucking shoot me now. Um, but you did, at least you're noticing these little melody licks he's playing. Uh, in the oh, background, yeah. which is keeping it, you know, like you said, flowing around and interesting in but the back. One thing I will definitely give them, there was something I liked in every song. The problem was it was it was like, oh, here it is. And then it was gone. And I was like, oh, damn it. I wish they they kept that and built off it and kind of focused more on this. Like 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 you did you guys notice like each song? There's so many musical changes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, okay, this riff is great. The rest are fucking terrible. See, I love them Here's all. the song. Here's the song. 
I love them all. So for me, it worked. Uh, oh. <clears throat> v, what do you got on this song? I mean, how can you not like this song? I'm going to tell you why. bones in the gutter. Um, <laughs> I, I was a middle school teacher for years. Oh, and here we go. Some so, rock and roll story. <laughs> we had, yeah, total, total how, rock and roll story how, here. How exciting. Go ahead. <laughs> so when you think about this, when, you know, when you're in an English class and you're having kids writing an essay and you tell them to come up with some ideas creatively and put this shit together, like you get some kids with some really good ideas, but can't fucking put them together to save their lives. And this is, this is what it was. You know, I'll, I'll just read my note on this. I just don't like this. The lyrics remind me of a short story for a middle school creative writing assignment. Have you read a middle school creative writing assignment? It's not great. It played out. Like, I, I don't know. Not good. Um, and again, I, before you even say anything, I, I just want to start with this. I have nothing wrong with the way Jason McMaster sings. I actually like his voice. I have nothing wrong with the way any of these guys play. But the, the songs just don't do it for me, you know? The, the songs in general just don't do it for me. If they had some some stronger songwriting skills, I think this would be they, – they'd be amazing. But Almost this every song work. in this album has a fucking amazing, catchy chorus. Almost every single one is no. – there's, uh-uh. Listen, there's, there's no. literally three songs on this album that no. aren't fucking top-notch choruses. And that's why it went gold after five years? Gold, baby. Gold. Yeah. Gold. After five years. If it was as hot as you say it is, it would have been a lot better and a lot faster. Um, yeah. So this album is fun. Okay. I'm not going to tell you guys sit here and, and fight with you guys and say this is fucking, you know, appetite for destruction or, you know, this is this deep ocean of songwriting. No, no. It's a fucking kick ass, in your face, high energy fucking shallow hair metal album but it delivers on its promise <laughs> okay shallow hair metal. i for, i wouldn't put these guys in hair metal i would put these guys in bad blues rock no this is fucking hair metal is a great defining word for them i mean they literally redid the fucking youth gone wild video they just took out fucking skid row and put in dangerous toys i mean it's the same video <laughs> Um, all right. Take me drunk. Fuck. Okay, this is a problem. This song. <laughs> it uh, says it right there. Right yeah. off the bat, you're like, uh. So this is one of two songs that I don't love on the album. Even though I like it. I mean, I don't hate the song, but the lyrics and the verses are subpar for this album. But the chorus, right? Even though I don't love it, I woke up the other morning singing it in my head because I listened to the album so many times. I'm like, oh, stop. Shut the fuck up. Stop. Stop. Like, I couldn't stop doing it and it was driving me crazy but then it made me think, oh, it's got to be catchy because I can't fucking stop singing it. And finally, that went away like a migraine. Um, You know, again, great bass and drums. We get these real... Did you guys catch the subtle double bass that was going on? It was like mixed down. Yeah, yeah, I did. But it was kind of, I kind of like that because it wasn't like Tommy Lee where it's like the star of the show. Like maybe he's not a great double bass player. I don't know. But I just kind of noticed it in the background. I'm like, that's kind of interesting for the groove of the song. Um, I know I shit on guitar players for finger tapping and overusing the whammy bar. And like, that's like this guy's entire fucking repertoire. Yep. But this guy just had such a style and he does it in a way I just, 
I don't know. I'm not saying I liked it, but it, like it's dangerous toys. It's just dangerous toys. Like, so I make an exception to the rule here. I don't know why. And the breakdown into the new piece of music at the end. Did you guys catch this? Like, this is one of my favorite pieces of music on the entire album. So it goes into that. Ah, um, that part is kind of like almost like a Van Haley sort of part. And then it breaks back into the chorus. I really like this piece of music a lot. A lot. Uh, Dave, what do you got? Yay, shitty glam metal jazz. Whatever these guys are trying for, (laughs) they're not pulling it off. Oh, boy. Uh, Verse is terrible. You know you're in trouble when you get your song inspiration from a bumper sticker or a comical t-shirt slogan. Uh, By the way, my next album will be titled I'm With Stupid and will feature songs. (laughs) It'll feature songs such as Coexist, You Can't Fix Stupid, and If You're Going to Ride My Ass, At Least Pull My Hair. I love it. I love it. it. Holy shit, you guys. Um, I mean, I can't really disagree with anything you said there. I can't. And honestly, guys, I can't really disagree with what Ed was talking about on um, Tease and Pleasing. I love the song, but I see. I see your points. I do. I see your points. Um, Ed, what do you got on this one? Uh, Dave? I love all of your comments today. <laughs> you are batting a thousand for me, brother. All right. Uh, <laughs> oh, take me drunk. Jesus Christ. I'm torn on the music in the intro. I it like the chromatic climb up. I'm like, okay. But I felt like it had to go into a chord or something else because when it goes into the chromatic climb down, I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was. I feel like really. <laughs> I felt. And the then it's way. like three music, different music sections before the vocals even come in. It's like just fucking write a song. Uh, yeah. It was just. It was. It adds so much confusion and loses whatever groove they were trying to maintain. However, I did like the middle music section of the three beginning parts. I'm like, okay, this is a cool little piece right here for this second and a half uh uh the music in the solo is uh, in the second change during it's it, it's sweet i liked it unfortunately it goes right in the shitter when the vocals come in it just really just oh i love the music during the chorus uh i think it's a fantastic groove and really the only redeeming thing about the song again Another song, the bass and drums really hold together. I I was entertained by the guitar solo, but again, a thousand musical changes in talking coming out of the solo. Kill me now enough. So far, four for four with the talking. God, at least there was a small part of the song I'd like to listen to. So I hate to admit it, but I have to agree with just about everything you said on that song. I mean, you nailed it. You're 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 spot on. There's some good parts, there's some really bad parts, there's some questionable choices. It's not a great song. It's not like they 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 all had severe ADD flare-ups or something. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. (laughs) Like, check this out. Oh no, check this out. All right, we're gonna do a bolt. Wait, let's add 30 more different changes. Oh, God. You changed the price overnight, Figo. <laughs> <laughs> I got a picture. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. You, there were two things on this really that, like, I don't know if this is a musical term or not, but the the cadence of the the delivery of the vocal was just I don't I don't know it just it was confusing for me it was just really fucking confusing and I couldn't I couldn't focus on any one thing in this song at all so eventually I just started skipping it because it was that bad um, okay uh and then and I did pick up on that was that like a double kick drum yes. thing going on or something yes. like that yeah I didn't like that either oh, um <laughs> and uh but overall the song was it was just hard to understand like and I couldn't I couldn't understand anything like I couldn't get into any one piece of this so I just I did listen to the album like five or six times this week, but I probably skipped this four of those five or six times because I, I just couldn't, couldn't do it. My, my main note on this, like maybe confusion was the point, like take me drunk, you know, I'm shit faced and I'm confused and, you know, and if that was it, great, but, but not for me, this song brings me on a journey that I am not interested in going on. So played out. Yeah, I mean, if I was getting on Jeff Keith last week, I got to get on. Okay, we drunk. It's, it's fucking gay. It's fucking gay. It's not a good message. It's, it's it's lazy songwriting. All right, guys. So I'm going to need everybody to rally together on this one for me. Okay, come on, guys. Try to open up your minds a little bit. Be professional. Feels like a hammer. This is a great fucking song. It's written about. Like it's real, it's life, it's it's coming down on you. This fucking chorus, oh my dude, fucking love. This might be my favorite Dangerous Toy song ever. Um, we get this great intro guitar. We get a nice melodic solo. I love the lyrics. I love the vocal performance. Uh, I really like the sound and style of the bass on this. This is my favorite Dangerous Toys song. I'm going to tip it right there. It, it, it is. It's fucking great. Ed, what do you got? Feels like I am. Dave. I'm sorry. Dave, yes. what do you got? Feels like I am. I was looking right. at Ed, so I said Ed. <laughs> oh, time for the ballady song. Uh, Goddamn, this bass sounds horrible, and they just oh. made it louder. Oh, fuck. Um, I thought this guitar <laughs> player could play. Uh, originally I chalked it up to the band having two guitarists. I thought one was, I, I had to go look at the video. I'm like, do they have two guys playing? Cause some of this sounds good. And some of this sounds bad. Um, I thought one was good and one sucked ass, but nope. Same guy played all the guitar parts. Apparently. Yes. Um, maybe the drummer played this guitar solo. Uh, <laughs> it was me dave it was me oh, it was shit. me okay yeah. uh, sounds like somebody just bought a guitar two weeks ago and they pushed him into the studio and they said go for it this song sucks Fuck that. <laughs> I, I think it's the all right everybody this is it this is a groundbreaking moment on breaking vital dave <clears throat> fuck you Okay, um, Ed. <laughs> they finally pushed me to be mean to him. Ed, please tell me about this song and why you like. It. You know it's a good song. You know it is. Uh, I will agree with you, Des. I did not dislike the song. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. It was. It was. I. I rated it one to ten. I gave it a five. Okay, uh, I'll take that. I like how the acoustic and clean electric guitar work in the intro. I thought it sounded nice. Uh, the vocals came in and sounded really good along with the bass. Uh, when the band kicks in, I feel the song really starts to come together, unlike the previous songs. 
Uh, and the vocal harmony during the chorus, I really, I thought it was fantastic. I feel like this song is what works for this band. The music works. The vocals sound clean, clear, and not screechy because he's singing in his lower register, which I think is where his voice sounds best. Because I enjoyed his voice in this. Uh, the whole song works so well. It was ple- I was pleasantly surprised by this song after how all the previous songs sounded. It I was like, oh, okay, here's this. And funny thing, I was expecting you to not like this, Des, because... I was reading a blog called like Sleaze Rag or something like that. And they specifically talked about this song and how pissed off they were because this song doesn't sound like the rest of the album. I love it. And I went, oh shit, I really like this song compared to the rest of the album. (laughs) I actually do too. I actually do too. And when he locks in on the word hammer with that fucking harmony, it's, it's a special moment. Um, I have to admit, I immediately feel bad for saying fuck you to Dave. Dave's <laughs> such a great guy. Like, as much as I enjoy telling Ed, fuck you, fuck you, Ed. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dave. You didn't deserve that, but you're wrong. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> we'll see. Pete, what do you got? Um, This one was just okay for me. My first note is Des will really like this song. Uh, yeah. So, like, uh, I... I I felt you. I felt you'd like the story, but th- this is back to like a a really good middle school composition right here. Um, <laughs> the chorus was kind of weak, and the solo was kind of weak too. That's all I had, but it was okay. Like it's listenable. I didn't. I didn't skip it once. Oh, but back in the eighties, he was kicking ass in English class, fucking doing reports. Okay. <laughs> It was. I'm a good writer. Oh fuck, I, dude! I my wife has actually written uh, a couple of novels. Um, she's a writer. Maybe I'll have her send you some of her work, and you can check it out. Please do. She's very talented. Um, <clears throat> so, guys, do we need to talk about sport in the world? Can we all just fucking say thumbs down and move on? <laughs> I, I do want to say one thing about okay, it, even ahead. though I give you a thumbs down about it. Go ahead. I think it's kind of hilarious that there's no real power ballad on this album like like the rest of those late 80s you know albums yeah and if this is their like fuck you we're not doing a power ballad then good for you you know but yeah dude fuck off yeah not good blows blows. i I do like the bass and drums in it i'm like okay at least those work it just blows dude they this song should not have been on the album it's fucking oh dude this is everything i hate about this let's just move on song well wait wait wait. first off we we, there's a couple points here number one it's another song that is talking in it yes it does (laughs) (laughs) really Uh, bad the music is just all over the fucking place here's my last note on this is i feel as if most of the songs are written by a dog that is surrounded by squirrels. Okay. Um, Fee, I do have to bring this one line up for you, because this might be one of the creepiest lines ever recorded. He says, I wish you were sedated so I could at least penetrate you for an hour oh. or maybe three. That's a rape, oh. brother. That's assault, brother. It's oh. <laughs> fucking bad, man. Like, I heard Wasn't that in my car. I was, like, I was like, oh, man. That's not Wait, good. What? 
<laughs> he, he's yeah. It's, yeah. It's if not. Gene Simmons wrote it, you guys would be in heaven. <laughs> I would. <laughs> okay. This would be an amazing Kiss song, but fuck you. Holy you know? Yeah, fuck you. I agree. Okay, track seven, <laughs> Queen of the Nile. Okay, again. I love this song. It's so cool. Like, what a great concept. Queen of Nile. Like, this is, I wish they'd stuck to writing about, like, fun shit like this. Love this tune. Again, Jason starts pushing the limits here with his endless ability to go for over-the-top notes without getting pitchy or just yelling at me. The band is completely locked in. This is really, really original songwriting. I love the story. I love everything about it. It's a fucking kick-ass song. Dave, tell me why you hate this song. All right. Well, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. This this is what killed glam rock. You know, all, all these, you know, this. Um, <laughs> if you had a singer that kind of sounded like Axl Rose and a guitarist that could kind of sound like Van Halen, you could get a record deal in the 80s. No problem. The catch was you had to have decent songs. Oh, boy. Um, it, listen to this song. Every local band in the 80s sounded exactly like this. This was Nailed it. A <laughs> uh, couple quality high notes out, out of Jason. You know, he's sounding good. Um, oh, my God. The sweep guitar arpeggio at the end is amazing. I'll bet my boots. This guy practiced for a week to just nail that just right in an overdub. Dave, Dave, I fucking hated that fucking at the end. Don't, just don't. It's so cheesy. It's so bad. But I did love the song. Uh, Ed, what do you got? Uh, I'm torn on this song. Uh, Decent build-up intro. The bass is really good, and I like the guitar riff in chords. I think they're pleasant to listen to. Then the singing comes in, and it is too high. Screechy vocals again. His vocals sound so much better when he sings the chorus because he's in a lower register. The kick drum is really nice, fat, and deep on the song. Uh, however, the lyrics are terrible. I feel like they were trying to do an Iron Maiden history lesson lyrics, and they just don't come close. <laughs> I mean, Iron Maiden wrote so many songs that are historical and, and based off something like this, and if they were trying to go that direction, it's a big fail. Uh, and honestly, I can live without the Ingve Malmsteen licks. I just, I, my least favorite guitar player, he plays like a motherfucker, but I swear to God, if I hear someone do like fast arpeggios and scales and that's all they do with no soul, just cut my throat. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's totally a personal preference, but I just don't like that style of guitar. Which is why I hated a couple of the albums you guys presented me with as fucking just the best ever. So Yeah. There are a couple albums we did with a couple guitar players that uh, feast on that kind of playing. I don't mind fast playing. I hate, like, just, hey, look, here's fast with nothing behind it. Yeah, agreed. Terrible. Uh, Fee, what do you got? So, uh, this song was okay. I mean, not good. I don't know. Honestly, I hated it the first, you know, four or five times I heard it. But, <laughs> um, but I started to think about, like, they didn't have a true power ballad on this album. And maybe if they rearrange some of this, cut out some of, you know, and turn this into a power ballad and rearrange some of the lyrics, like instead of Queen of the Nile, like, you know, Queen of My Life or something like that, you know, whatever. Oh, but, Jesus. Um, you know, I don't know. But you know what I'm saying? Like, just something. Well, I mean, Tesla's got fucking love song, you know what I mean? And it's a super hit, you know, but um, like, so how fucking cheesy and fucking lame is that? But uh, 
but there, there could have been something here if they if they were willing to rearrange this a little bit and and kind of not just be this try to just fucking power power drive us into the fucking pavement with every fucking song so okay. i don't know uh, so it was just it was just okay, but I, I will say this: that if I didn't start thinking that way of like what what this song could have been, this would have been like a, one of the worst songs on the album for me. Hmm. So, Phil, let's work through this together. So we're gonna change it to "Queen of My Life." So, or, what's the next line? Where are we gonna go with "So Queen of My Life"? <laughs> what's next? Um, uh, anybody? I, had, I hadn't even thought that far. Something something that cuts far. like a knife. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay <laughs> thanks dave thank you dave well done uh, sure. okay uh so track eight now guys guys don't expose yourself ed stop that stop that don't shake your nope. head like that no what do you mean no <laughs> okay outlaw this song is fucking bad ass this is one of my favorite songs on the album probably my second favorite on the album uh the the lyrics, the fucking vocal performance, absolutely fucking amazing. They're fire on this song. The band is on fire. The riffs are on fire. The arrangement is on fire. We get Clint Eastwood. We get a gun cock. It's amazing. Uh, really cool guitar track behind the verse. Again, more of this stuff that he's doing. Oh, and of course, the sloppy finger tapping whammy abusing guitar solo that every fiber of my soul wanted to hate but i just enjoyed it yeah like a over buttered box of popcorn at the movie theater it's just ugh, i love it dave what do you got uh second rate Dokken. oh no uh, no yeah <laughs> think about it uh the okay. phrasing of the lyrics is just horrible uh, he's cramming too many words in each line. Uh, if this guitar <laughs> player didn't have two hand tapping and a whammy bar, he would have zero licks. Zero. This is, this is just bad. <laughs> zero. Sorry. Dave. Zero. It's awful. <laughs> zero. Okay. I love it. And what do you got? All right. Uh, the opening to this song has a good rock groove to it. The music is really good, but I feel the singing he sustained is laying with his lower register. Whoever writes the lyrics needs to be replaced as well. Just, oh, bad. By a ninth grader. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> clearly. Uh, and enough with the fucking talking during the song. Every goddamn song. What the fuck? It would be like me just singing randomly in every podcast. It it just, why? There's no fucking point. Uh <laughs> The idea of the song your... works to me. The screeching vocals and cheery's <laughs> cheesy lyrics do not. And for God's sakes, another Ingve riff. Oh God, P, <laughs> did you enjoy Outlaw at all? Was there anything there you enjoyed? I'll just read to you in a second. But Ed, maybe okay. you should share a random uh, Michael McDonald uh, note. Here. <laughs> do it, do it. Come on, oh, Ed, God. sing us a little Michael McDonald line. Just Hell one. no. Hell no. no. I, it's too early in the morning and I haven't had any drinks. Okay. Oh it's uh, one o'clock. Fee, go ahead. Uh, so, I, I mean, at this point, I'm getting tired of the album in general. 
because I know there's nothing even close to being a halfway decent song, you know, and we've already been on this journey for six fucking songs now, you know, after the first two, because I really do love the first two songs, but it, they all fucking sound the same to me. Like I'm listening to the same fucking song. Like I have my, my volume and my car down on fucking low, as low as it can possibly go at this point, because I can't take it. I can't take anymore. And if like Sport and a Woody is your only like change of pace song on this album, fuck, like I can't. Okay. I can't. Okay. I can't. Uh, but the song was okay. Like, but this is like the last of the even okays. Like, I, I, right. oh, yeah. I don't know. It it just jumps off the cliff at this point. We're almost yeah. there, guys. Let's just let's just fucking zip through these last two. Track nine, here comes trouble. Uh, again, I love this track. It has some nice dynamics between the acoustic sections and the hard hitting chorus. You know, Jason gives me some cool lyrics, solid vocals. I like the chorus a lot on this song. I just do. I don't know why. Fucking Dave, what do you got? (laughs) Oh, another sensitive opening, followed by a ninth grade level riff. If this was written by anybody older than 15, I'd have serious doubts about their mental facilities. Maybe see a physician. Uh, This could not end fast enough. Woo, Dave. Oh man, I think it's Evil Dave this week. It was Jesus. Evil Dave. We, it was Evil Dave. We yeah. hated, I love it. hated this album. Hated it. Ed, what do you got? Do it. Welcome to the dark side, Dave. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, uh, so here comes trouble. Exactly. The guitar <laughs> intro is good, but where the fuck are they going with this song? It doesn't work with all the upbeat changes that follow. I feel this band needs to stop trying to have so many changes in the songs. It loses all feel and groove that might happen. Oh, this song disappoints me so much. I hear a lot of little things that would be good, but they don't stick with them at all. Fucking kill me now. Okay, B, quickly. What do you got on this song? I I just want this album to end right now. Um, Okay. I, I feel like... I, you, you know, like when you need it, like you need something different, like you realize, like, uh, why am I listening to this anymore? So I put on an audiobook for a little while. Like, I, that's. And, and what yeah. is V listening to when he's listening to a nice audiobook? Self help? Really? Anything. Whatever played. Like, okay. audiobook play. Okay. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus. Um, okay. Track 10, 10 Boots. I only like this song really because it's clever. I mean, there's five guys in the band. They're from Texas. Ten boots of stomping. Do the math. Fucking it's right there. Uh, it's clever songwriting. The solo is ripping. Uh, it comes in and out of focus, though, due to all the notes and the whammy bar. I want to hate it, but I don't. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's okay. Uh, Dave, what do you got? Well, yet another rewrite of track one. Uh, We took way too long to get to the mediocre hook. And did they really write a song about their fucking shoes? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it was clever. How embarrassing. Ed, go ahead. Uh, Ten boots. I wish they gave it the ten boots. Uh, (laughs) You know, it's a decent blues rock bass and drum intro. But then the guitar comes in and what a disappointment. Oh, my God. I feel it actually takes away from the groove that the the bass and drums kind of lay down again the screechy singing it fucking kills me i wish jason would sing more in his lower register where he's a nice sound of voice 
it only go into his upper register to like accent certain things. This this song is just bad. The more I listen to it, the more I just don't like it. Like it just gets worse and worse. And honestly, Des, I listen to this album more than any other previous album because I'm like, what the fuck is Des hearing that he is worshiping this so much that I just don't hear? And each time it got worse and worse, other than two songs. Fee, what do you got? Ed, that's my exact problem is that every time, like I was like the first time through, I'm like, okay, okay. You know, first two tong- songs fucking hit, you know, whatever. And every time I listened to it, I, f- I felt my, my score lowering on every other song on the album. Uh, I'm not totally. a big fan of like Texas rock type songs. So ne- played out next. All right. So track 11, that dog, uh, this song would have been better in the middle of the album, maybe where uh, Sport and Woody was. They just swap those two out. It's a fucking filler song. Nothing great. Not a great way to end an album. It's fine. It's just it's forgettable. It's okay. Dave, what do you got? Bad riff. Uh, more oh, lead yeah. guitar by the drummer. Um, <laughs> literally sounds like somebody off the street was handed a guitar and asked to play a solo. Oh, shit. I hear some cowbell in the background, but unfortunately, no amount of cowbell can save this piece of shit. <laughs> oh God! Wow. Sorry. Oh, oh man. Oh. Okay. Brutal. Um, Dave is becoming my favorite human slowly but surely. <laughs> let's let's just let's just get through this quick. This is a grind. Ed, go ahead quickly. Why that do you hate this dog? Song? That dog. Another groove right out of the gate. Uh, the vocal screech works better in this song. I didn't hate it as much. The lyrics are not my thing at all. Now the band is sticking with the groove and letting it develop. It has a better over, overall flow. However, the music changes in melody. Do build off it. Uh, sorry, don't build off it. Or add value to it at all. It just... Uh, yeah. Fucking, yeah. The, That's all I can say. Fucking, why do you hate yeah. this song? Another middle school essay piece here. Um <laughs> I my main note is like I wish they released Tease and Pleasing as a single with Scared as the as the B side. I'd fucking listen to that all day. I can't listen to this anymore. Played out one. Oh. Yep. All right, guys. We have broken down dangerous toys. Dangerous toys. Um Okay. So how's now, your asshole feel, Des? No, no, because I think we're all going to be surprised when we get to the meat and potatoes of this podcast. Uh, I listened to it again this morning, and we're we're going to get there. So now it is time to release the bonus track. <laughs> okay, so I know you guys probably noticed I forgot to put in the. Uh, the bonus track uh, thing last week. I, I put it in later. So if you heard it with me going bonus track, 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 sorry about that. <laughs> um, so this week's bonus track comes to us from one Bob Wiley of Lake Winnipesaukee. Bob writes, Hey guys, I look forward to listening to the show every Monday morning at work. I really enjoy the banter and the musical insight, especially enjoy Des and his musical wisdom. Anyway, <laughs> I'd love to hear your thoughts on the throbs underground. Thanks, and keep up the good work. All right. Thanks, Bob. I appreciate your writing. 
So, guys, <clears throat> let's get into this. First of all, let me just run around the table. Uh, Dave, are you familiar with the throbs? Oh, yeah. Okay. Fee, familiar with the throbs? Yes or no? Nope. Okay. Ed, throbs, virgin or have you had it before? Virgin. Virgin. Okay. Um, all right, guys. So, this is just fucking cool, okay? For those of you that don't know, this is just fucking cool. Throbs and Sweetheart, definitely acquired taste. I get it. And I absolutely love it and always have. The intro, so damn good. The bass, the drums, the guitar, the lyrics, and yes, Sweetheart's strange voice. I love it all. For all of you that missed it, I was actually there and lived there. This is New York City Village Rock in its full glory. Oh, it's the fucking throbs. I almost picked this album. Uh, and it is going to come eventually. Uh, yeah, it's the fucking oh. throbs. This song is an 86.6 watt song. It fucking is incredible. I love it. I love it. Uh, Dave, what do you think? This is badass rock and roll. I love the throbs. Oh, uh, I got hip to them super late, like around the mid 2000s. Uh, my band played a bunch of shows. Uh, with this band from Long Island called the Strip Club Devils. Uh, the singer was a guy named Ronnie Sweetheart. He put on a great show, was kind of a wild dude. Turns out back in the 80s, he was in a band called The Throbs. Uh, their album, The Language of Thieves and Vagabonds, came out in 91. I find all this out while we're crashing out on his couch in Long Island. He's got a framed picture of the band with Little Richard, who played some guest piano on their album. Uh, I go home and check out this album, and I was hooked, you know, just like that. Uh, this is the good kind of not-too-clean, wild, almost bordering on goth, New York punk meets Rolling Stones junkie-style rock and roll that I really like. Uh, bass player in the band is Danny Nordahl, who plays in Faster Pussycat now. Cool, spooky opening, great hook to the song, and would only be better if it was me playing guitar on it. <laughs> oh, I give it a 90. <laughs> Dave, I fucking wow. love that. I, you're making me want to push my score up a little bit, <laughs> but I won't. It's unethical, but I'm with you. It's a 90 all day. Uh, wow. No. That that should be in a magazine somewhere, Dave. <laughs> and the fact no. that you crashed on a couch with Sweetheart? Are oh, you yeah. fucking kidding me? At his house. Please tell more. A little more. Can we have two more minutes of that story? One more minute. <laughs> um. Yeah, after the show, we went back and hung out and he was playing some uh you know weird like johnny thunders movie on the tv and and you know we were just all like drinking and you know falling asleep on the couch and his uh you know his his he, he had just had a baby who's i think she's like 20 now and uh <laughs> you know we all got to meet the baby and oh i don't Dave. know so cool, man. I got a little pencil in my pants just hearing about this story. <laughs> Listening to Johnny Thunder, watching Johnny Thunder's videos. Just, come on. You sure you didn't dream this? It was badass. <laughs> oh, okay. That's fucking amazing. Uh, Ed, be careful. What do you think? Uh, very cool, Dave. Very cool experience. I love moments like that. You know, the, you just, you appreciate them. Uh, you know, if you've played in the scene at any level to you know be around people of different levels the stories are just so good and you just get such a a great vibe and, and almost feel the experience so i love that so happy for you 
Uh, I like the music opening. I think it builds well. I really like the tones. Um, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, the music kicks in real nice. And then the vocals kick in, and it's a low Alice Cooper type sound. I was really excited to see where where it went. And unfortunately, I thought it went nowhere. Like, I wish... I like that he's singing lower. It's different. It, really low. I liked about it. But, <laughs> but I wish he at least went somewhere else, too. Like, he just stayed there. And that kind of just... It was good, but it wasn't... I was just left me wanting more. Uh, the gang vocals have a great sound. Uh, but the chorus really isn't my thing. Uh, overall, I think the song and musicianship is okay. You know, it's good. That's not really my scene. Uh, but the production and music tones are really good. The style of the song is something I'm kind of into. Uh, I like Alice Cooper a lot, and I'm starting to really enjoy the horror rock scene, and that's kind of the vibe I got off this. Um, it, I appreciated the song. You know, I thought it was a decent song. Uh, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it, um, you know, and I gave it a 58.3 watts. And I think if you played this song for 10 people that never heard the throbs and didn't get it, like what they were about and didn't just, yeah, like I said, it's an acquired taste. You have to appreciate it. You're right Absolutely. on. You're right on with Sweetheart's vocals. But like Dave said, you know, it's almost like, uh, you know, typo negative. Like they kind of are like putting this different twist mm -hmm. on 80s hair metal. And it, my knock on the album would be this. I've heard Sweetheart sing and I know he can do a lot with his voice. And on that album that Dave is referencing, I think the songwriting is really strong and I really love it. And being a Sweetheart fan, I love everything he did there. But I think the album could have gone to another level if, like you said, he had um, experimented with a couple of other registers of his voice, which he absolutely has. Um, but I'm fine with it. So I get what you were hearing. Fee, what'd you think? Uh, hold on one sec, Fee. You mentioned mm -hmm. typo negative. Yeah. I actually saw a typo negative at the Paradise when I was like 14 years old with my uncle. Oh, yeah? What'd you think? Nice. It, my uncle's a massive punk guy. Like right. all he the the more punk angry it is, the the better. Luckily he was a massive human. So, you know, the 120 pound <laughs> 14 year old me was, you know, right at the front row going, Holy shit. <laughs> oh yeah, and dude, I think the chorus on that song is fucking magical. Magical. Fee, what do you got? Uh, this might be my last episode after this. Oh, um, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. I fucking hate this song. What? Um, yeah. I, I don't like punk anyway. Like, anything punk. Like, if you pick this album, I'll just give it, like, a two, and I won't even listen, because I can't. It's fucking terrible for, for me. Um, At least British punk is, like, a little bit respectable. And then I looked it up, and these guys are from New York, and I was like, ugh. I listened to it a second time, and my score went up 10 points, you know? 17. That's the best I could do on this one. I wanted to give this one a seven. That's how fucking bad I hated this song. Oh my god, yeah. the look of Desi like almost having a stroke is Dave, great. He said, Dave, he said 17. Uh, yeah. it, my initial score was seven. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So first of all, the Throbs are not a punk band. They're not. They have light punk influences like you might get from Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction. I mean, it's in there, but it's a very yeah. light mix. Yeah. I, I like more, um, like what Dave said, more of like a goth-like type feel than punk. But, uh, <clears throat> Fee, 
Okay. So, Ed, will you please calculate those scores and tell us how many watts the Throbs Underground is pushing? All righty. So, after telling the scores, I think this album actually, this, this song lands, in my opinion, where it should be. At a whopping 62.9. And Dave, where does that land, the Throbs song on the Breaking Vinyl? Wall of Fame. All right. That puts us at number five, uh, just under Asia's Time Again and over Iron Maiden's Reach Out. Ah, as long as Reach Out <laughs> stays at the bottom, I'm okay with it. Uh, this song, that Asia song, uh, like. If I had the fucking code to Dave's list, I would go in and remove it. Okay? <laughs> Fuck that song. The song sucks. I should have given it a zero. I don't care if they are good fucking musicians. <laughs> song is fucking terrible. Um, okay. So, uh, Bob Wiley, you are now immortalized on the Breaking Vinyl. Wall of Fame. Okay. So, uh, let's do a uh, favorite song, song I love, song I hate. My favorite song on the Dangerous Toys album is Like a Hammer. The song I cut, obviously, is Sporting a Woody. Dave, what do you got? Favorite track is Scared. Uh, literally the only decent song I liked on the album. And I would cut, of course, Sporting a Woody, because I don't <laughs> want to hear about your dick. No, I don't either. Uh, Ed, what do you got? <laughs> Uh, favorite song on the album, Scared. Uh, however, uh, I would cut 10 boots. I think that's just, I'd rather hear about his fucking dick than his shoes. <laughs> okay, okay. Fee, what do you got? I, yeah, I would keep uh, Tease and Pleasing. I, I, that was my favorite track on the album, although Scared is a close second. Uh, I would cut almost everything else, but I'm with Ed on this one. I, I wrote down 10 boots. I, I, I fucking hated that song. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, and I would remove Scott Dalhover and his noodly guitars, and I would replace him with one Tracy Guns with a much more rock and roll solid guitar performance. Would definitely that would elevate this album, I think. Dave, what do you got? You stole my exact pick. <laughs> oh no! Ah! Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, honestly, I wanted to replace them all, but yeah. um, you know, with LA Guns or Faster Pussycat, uh, that would okay. be better. Um, but yeah, that, that was actually my pick is, is get rid of the shitty guitar player and, and put in, put in Mr. Guns and he would, yeah. uh, add some tasty licks that yeah. are tasteful. I, I think Brent Muscat or Greg Steele would both be too bluesy and just, you know, too soulful for this band. This band needs a ripper. Yeah. Ripper. Tracy. A little whammy bar. Um, okay. Ed, what do you got? Uh, I would remove Jason McMaster and I would mm. replace him with Axl Rose. Okay, that's okay. Fee, what do you got? Going for, it would let's suck. just give it to him. Okay, okay. Um, I didn't want to put a lot of time into this, but um, I'd remove Scott Dalover too and replace him with Vinny Vincent because I, I don't know, nice. I feel Vinny's a, just a better version of him. So yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Vinny oh, yeah. sucks. No, he's the Holy best. Shit, he's the best. He is fucking Vinny's terrible. amazing. Hey, Vinny like Vincent him? is now the best because it's Ms. Vincent, I think. Oh, God. He was, always, dude, he was always Ms. Vincent. He's like Liza Minnelli. Uh, isn't he from fucking New Jersey? Uh, Connecticut, I believe. Connecticut. That's yeah. why you love him. That's why you love him. You can't like his guitar playing. He's fucking terrible. Oh, it's um, awesome. Okay. 
So let's do some final thoughts and some watch scores. Um, I will start it off, guys. So I think you guys, I hate to say it, I think you guys fucking, you've talked me off the ledge. You've, you've talked some sense into me. We went through this album, and you know what? I think that I was unfairly loving it because of my nostalgic vision of it. So this is a driving around album. It still gets me pumped up. I think Jason's a red hot singer. I think his vocals are good. Um, you know, catchy choruses. I should hate the guitar player. And I think after talking through it, I do. So fuck him. Uh, I think you guys are going to be proud of me. I'm going to keep it real like Fee did last week. So I started off at a 91 earlier in the week. Earlier in the week. And then I dropped down to an 89. Oh. And then I listened to it this morning and I got to a 72.9. But after we talk through it, I have to grow on this show. I have to grow on this show today. I'm going to. I'm going to give this album a 68.9. Five. I think that's fair. You guys have to appreciate that score out of me. 68.5 watts. It's got some good definitely. Yes, definitely for you. But it's 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 a dog in spots and it's a remedial album. It is. And I hate the guitar playing, even though I like it. Dave, what do you got on this song? Uh, I think we broke Des. You did. You did Um, today. (laughs) (laughs) You did. Never really knew much about these guys. I uh, heard the handful of songs they had on out at MTV, and that was it. They seemed fine. Uh, hell, even a few years ago, I was playing in my old band at a place called The Abbey in Somerville, Mass. Uh, cool. Who were we opening for? A band called Broken Teeth. I found out the singer was Jason McMaster from Dangerous Toys. I uh, did Ooh. not get a chance to hang out with them or anything, uh, but the band was stripped down ACDC style rock and roll, and they sounded great. Uh, seems like he'd learned a lot since the Dangerous Toys days. Uh, this album should have been a single. It's so bad. A single. I am a fan of some of the cheesiest 80s glam rock you can imagine, and I, I can't take this. It just not for me. Uh, sorry, Jason, if you're out there listening, bro. Uh, my score is 43. Ooh. Um, so it turns out that uh, that I have been found guilty today. Guilty. Of, <laughs> guilty. Uh, I've been found guilty of bringing a shitty Dangerous Toys album to the podcast. <laughs> guilty as charged. <laughs> Holy shit. Ed, what do you got? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is not good. Oh, no. It was thoroughly disappointing. I mean, I was I, I didn't like the band when they came out. I just they're not my thing. That whole scene, not my thing. The end was so hard of like this style of music. And even the whole LA scene. I I like the hair stuff. I like certain elements of it, but I also hate certain elements of it. Not that these guys are a hair thing. These guys are more the LA thing that you like does. You know, and Dave totally gets and appreciates. I just don't get it. Really, L.A. Guns was as far as I could go with that. So I good. 35.9. Uh, I see Jane's Addiction creeping up the ladder again today, which is fine <laughs> yeah, with I, me. I think finally they are going to be okay. overtaken. Okay, Fee, what do you got? Uh yeah, I was I was really excited off of this because I remembered some of the hits and, and they, they stood up for me. You know, like they were 
they were good but unfortunately it's the first two tracks and when you're making an album you can't front load it and like you gotta you gotta spread the love you know and and they didn't do that and after that everything just fell off a fucking cliff so i, I can't believe i'm the lowest score on this but but here it is 31 whoa yeah okay this album was bad um ed bad. will you please calculate the scores and tell us how many watts this album is pushing ouch Okay. Jeez, all I'm gonna say. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, dangerous toys. Dangerous po- toys is pushing a very low wattage of forty-four point six. Oh man, this thing needs to go into the shop and get another tube. It's broken. <laughs> Ed, where does that score landed on the breaking vinyl chart? That would be Dave. I'm sorry, Dave. Where does yeah. that land it? Um. Well. Uh, this is episode number 23, and <laughs> Dangerous Toys is ranked 23 on the list. Oh, Under the gosh. Foo Fighters, Color and the Shape, oh, uh, for comparison, Jane's Addiction has rocketed up to number 19. All right, I like that. So, guys, you know, I listened to this album all week, and I was loving it. And then I listened to the throbs today and I was like, oh man, you know, I'm like, this is a much deeper record. It's just better. And then I started thinking of like what a 10 out of 10 song should be. And like, and I started this shit, this, it just all started like collapsing around me. Like I was in an earthquake and buildings were falling around me. And the reality of what these songs really were started to really crush me. I am going to stand up for Jason McMaster's. I still believe his vocals are amazing. I'm going to stand up for two or three, maybe four tracks in this album that I thought were really great, but it didn't stand up. And you guys really brought me around on this one. And I think maybe it's where it belongs. I don't know. All right. So, Ed, you have next week's pick. Please tell the panel and the fans what album we will be listening to this week. All right. I'm going to bring us back around. And I'm going to pick a band that everyone should love. Okay. I personally think their first album and their last album are their best albums. This band was huge at the top of their game when they just decided to call it quits due to infighting. And I am picking the Police Synchronicity album. Man, that's a fucking blazer, dude. I mean, the album is fucking... it takes me back. It takes right? me back. And I have a fun story about I have a fun story about this one. Just a little, it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. But you remember the days of concert shirts going to school, those shirts that had the half sleeves on them? Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll get there. Um, awesome. Great pick. I mean, it might be a boring show because I'm sure we're all gonna be fucking smoking the pole on this one, but oh, don't get there's a lot of stinkers on it, but there's also like five or six monster songs yeah i'm a fucking huge police fan so this is gonna be good um all right so uh like always guys without you the show is shit you guys are all amazing uh you know fee my wife was talking about it last night how your persona has just added just something to the show that was missing i i absolutely love it you bring it without trying it's great stuff dave you've really come into your own as the professor just again, great personality. Ed, what can I say? I hate you. Uh, the fans, you know, thanks for listening. You know, I don't want to call you fans. The listeners, 
you know, I want you to be more part of the show. I wish you guys would write in more with, uh, with, uh, bonus track, um, suggestions. You could write into any of the different places or put it on the Facebook page. Um, you know, Bob Wiley, come on. What about Bob? Give me a break. Okay. It's me. Um, <laughs> don't tell him. Are you sailing, um, Des? Are you sailing? I'm sailing. One of my favorite movies because I am Bob. So good. Um, yeah. Um, again, please, just for this one week, I ask you, just share this episode on your Facebook page. Let's see if it can pump up uh, the listenership a little bit. If you like movies, go over to Hey, Did You Ever See That Movie? We're doing... Uh, Halloween three season of the witch tonight. So that should be fun. Nice. Um, and yeah, so that's it until next time. Take those albums out of the sleeve and let the music breathe. See you later.